Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoot Brothers. Monster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous podcast where we give you our very own reviews and takes. Of movies and TV started out Hollywood. What's going on, my guy? Man, can't call it, man. It's been a it's been a long week, long week, man. But uh, and a busy week, very productive week. You know what I'm saying? People don't be knowing, man. You know saying this is this is three three days in a row potting for us. So absolutely, we're putting that content out there out there in the street. So appreciate everybody's support. But man, how you feeling? Everything good with you? Oh man, I'm feeling good, feeling great. Um, I have to say though, I'm jealous of uh, the the young white girls in college because they get to freely drink white claws. They're not that bad. <laughs> well, really you never. Bad. I'm enjoying one right now, and I must say, it's hard. Yeah, the white claws are cool. I've I've had I've had some white claw before. Um, I mean, it's it's really about the same thing as um, what is it? Is it truly, truly? And um, oh, what's that other one called? All of them are like similar, but like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, well, it's, it's the. Um, I had to hide. I had to hide the fact that I was drinking uh, uh spiked seltzers. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, around my friend group, it's not cool to drink that. Because they told me if I drink something like that, I was a pansy. So, you know what I'm saying? We got a good chuckle out of it. You know, so I thought it was hilarious. But uh, I, I ordered a Bud Light that day. You know what I'm saying? But when I got home, <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely stopped and got a White Claw, man. I enjoy these, man. They taste good. You know what I'm saying? Um, they give you a nice buzz. And, and first and foremost, this is not a White Claw sponsorship. But White Claw, if you are listening. Hell yeah. Um, Cut the check. But yeah, outside of that, man, um, yeah, everything is great, man. I'm listen. I'm I'm so happy right now because it's a lot of TV coming back. We got mm-hmm. you know since Snowfall episode we doing a day. Uh, the Mandalorian is coming back. Um, Cocaine Bear is coming out. You know what I'm saying? Not only that, mm-hmm. uh, Ant Man is in theaters. Um. I'm actually about to start catching up on Godfather of Harlem, so I'm about to actually start oh. that. You know, so I know you've been telling me for the longest. I know you've been on me for the <laughs> longest about it, but I'm going to officially start Godfather of Harlem. Y'all heard it here first on the Viewers Anonymous podcast. I'm about to start that, man, and, and get caught up. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 excited, man. I'm I'm so ready to actually be able to sit down and watch TV, and like with these next few days, I'll be able to. You know what I'm saying? Actually, sit down and come home and watch TV, and I have to worry about you know what I'm saying everything else. So, I'm 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 so excited, bro. That was actually one of my what we watching today is on um, the third season of Godfather Harlem. So that's funny. That's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, we did not talk about this. We didn't practice this, but it's just funny that you mentioned that because that was going to be one of my what we watching today. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, 
So how do you want to do this, man? How do you want to start this off? Because we can go into what we watch it like we usually do, or we can go ahead and just get into the shit and get straight into Snowfall episode one and two, and then go to what we watch it. You know what I'm saying? It's up to you. Let's do some. Let's do some uh, pre-production magic. You know what I'm saying on the pod. What's up, man? You know I like I like the re- the regular format. Um, the way we've been doing it. So okay. Um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and get into the, the what we watch. I I try my best not to not to string a lot because sometimes I be getting too deep into the what we watching, but I'm I'm not gonna do it today. Mhm. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, y'all already know this is our favorite part of the pod where we get into a little extra something something. So with that being said, let's get into the what we watching. What we watching. All right, so what you got, man? All right, so I ain't going to get into it. I'm just going to say it because I've already said it. Started third season, Godfather of Harlem. I'm on, I think I'm on episode three. And uh, look, man, Forrest Whitaker, shout out to him. He's doing a great job over there. The writing is good over there. Swiss Beach doing the music over there. That shit is dope. So oh. shout out to them. Oh, you didn't know he was the uh yeah, he's like one of the music producers on there on the show. Um actually I had no idea. I, I had no idea. There's some joints, man. Look look it up. Look on your Apple Music, man. Go to um the you know what I'm saying, the soundtrack for Godfather Hall. There's some new music on there. Man, um okay. Swiss Beats Swiss Beats got a song with uh with Ron Osley. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That shit hard. And um, the intro music for um, Godfather Harlem is uh, the Swiss Beat song with Rick Ross. So, yeah. So, okay. that's dope. So, this is a movie that I watched the other week. I've been trying to watch it for a while. Like I told you, I've been heavy on Paramount Plus now because I got it. And so, I was finally able to watch it. And that is Orphan First Kill, right? So, um. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you've seen the first uh, Orphan, right? You seen that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is like basically yeah, the origin story. And I will say, for the, the first like 30 minutes of the movie, I was disappointed. I was like, yo, this is trash. Mm-hmm. But then, once the turning point came, it made the movie a whole lot better at that point. And basically what it was, so... It was a girl that was in Russia. You know, we know she has the disease that make her, you know, look like a kid. You know what I'm saying? When she's really like in her 30s or whatever, whatnot. So what she does uh, is... Andy Milanakis. Is that what they call it? No. Remember Andy Milanakis? That's the disease he had. I don't... From where? You don't don't know Andy uh, Uh -uh. Andy Milanakis? so he looked like a little white kid, but dude, like 60, 70 years old. Ain't Gary Lewis the same thing? Not Gary Lewis. Um, yeah. What's his Emmanuel name? Lewis? Emmanuel Lewis. No, Emmanuel yes. Lewis actually looked, Emmanuel Lewis actually looked old. He just suffered from, I think, dwarfism. Andy Milanakis is like a, a little white boy, or he looked like a little white boy. 
and he's looked the same his whole life. <laughs> but he's grown up into a certain age, and he stayed at that age. And everybody used to think that he was like a little kid, and he used to be like on MTV service. Like he used to have his um prank on MTV, so he would be on the corner. Like you know how kids sell lemonade. This motherfucker be selling beer, so <laughs> this motherfucker be having beer and the. <laughs> and the sign to say like beer five cent or whatever and like he'd be selling beer or whatever so they used to be like yo aren't you a little too young to sell beer but like he used to play like he used to play the kid role but the motherfucker is like I mean I don't know if I, and to this day I don't know if it's like still true or not but they say that this is the truth that this motherfucker is like 56 years old damn that's crazy no I, no, I didn't know who you was talking about I'm glad you could Explain that because I didn't know. I thought it was like, um, yeah. like a character in a movie, but not nah, so he's a real person. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So, like, this girl, she's over in Russia, and like, so she end up, you know, killing the family that she was with or whatnot. And so she looks up missing girls, you know. So she finds this girl in the United States that's missing, and so then. She goes to like the embassy or whatever and say that her family is like she's this little girl and her the family is in the United States or whatever. So they fly the lady out there and the lady is Julia Styles. She flies out there and like so she gets her daughter or whatever. And I'm like, okay, so your daughter been missing for four years, right? And she's telling you. She didn't really get into a story story, but she was just basically like, yo, I was adopted and they just kept me for four years or whatever. So now you're telling me you were born in America, right? And mm -hmm. I would say you probably went missing, I don't know, eight, eight years old, you know, somewhere around there, eight, nine years right. old. Now you got a whole Russian accent that you just picked up. For four years, and mom dudes have no idea how this happened. Like, so what pissed me yeah. off about it was like, I, I know people try to, and and I hate the way they did the father in this movie because the father was completely oblivious that this shit was not his daughter, but the mom just knew. Like, and I'm like, hold up, there's no way. A kid's gonna be missing for four years, and then you reconnect with them, and then they got a whole nother accent. They don't remember anything from y'all past or nothing, right? Right. So the shit had me mad because the plot didn't make sense. But then there was a turning point, which turned the whole movie around. And so there was this cop who knew something was funny. I'm guessing he was the cop originally on the missing child case. So he thought something was up. So he let, like stole like a cup from the house or whatever to try to run the print. So when the print goes through and it says there's no match, old girl now popped up at the crib. You know what I'm saying? To kill the cop. So before she yeah. can even, well, she ended up stabbing dude. Then all of a sudden, bow, 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 bow. You turn around, it's mom Dukes. So you're thinking, how the fuck she going to explain why she just stabbed this detective? Moms knew the whole time that it wasn't her daughter. You want to know why she took him in? Because her son, which is, he's like, you know, in high school, 
killed his little sister. And she helped him get away with it. So she knew the whole time there wasn't no fucking daughter. <laughs> but the reason she took it in, yeah, she took it in because her husband had no idea that it wasn't his daughter. So she just kind of like had to like play along because like this is the happy he has been in a long time or whatever. So I was like, That's okay. So I'm like, to me, that made the movie a whole lot better because I was like, there's no That's way you're going to tell me. Yeah. I'm like, yo, there's no way my child's going to be missing for four years. And then all of a sudden, this motherfucker got to Russia somehow. And now he got a Russian accent. And he's, yeah. nah, I was like, nah. But Mom Deuce was playing along with it the whole time because she didn't want her son to get in trouble for because she said they said it was an accident that he accidentally killed his mm -hmm. sister and they just said that she was missing. So right. that's how that ended up happening. So I, I thought the movie like once it once it hit that plot twist, it made everything better from that point on. So okay. uh so shout out to the people that was involved in that man. Um so I watched um Orphan First Kill. Nice. Um, so I had started on um Megan. You know what I'm saying? I found the uh I found the little Paramount Plus plug, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Paramount Plus. Um and I seen it on there, I started watching it, end up falling asleep on it. So I didn't get a chance to watch Megan all the way through, but um from what I seen, it was a pretty good movie. What I did see though was a new movie on Netflix called The Strays. And what I'm starting to dig about Netflix is they're starting to introduce um, everybody to pretty much everything. And what I mean by that is recently some of their, like, biggest shows have been, like, shows from, like, um, England and some of them have been from, you know what I'm saying, um, Korea. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they're basically getting this, like, international thing going to where they're finding these hit shows from other countries and pretty much bringing them to, you know what I'm saying, every place that they're not available. And these motherfuckers are taking off as hit shows. And so um, The Strays, though, is a movie uh, about this lady who um, she suffers from this condition. We don't really know what the condition is. And the only thing I didn't like about this movie is they never got into what the condition was. But um, mm -hmm. she suffers from this condition and she ends up pretty much leaving her family. And in the midst of leaving her family, she starts a whole new family. And what ends up happening is her son and her daughter from the old family end up tracking her down and finding her and pretty much causing havoc for her new family and herself as well. Um, and pretty much she ends up just leaving every goddamn body. She, she never stays and deals with her shit, which causes more shit to happen. Um, but this movie was great. Uh, it's all British actors. I mean, they did a phenomenal job with this movie because at first I was lost when I was watching it. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Because I was confused as fuck. It just starts off with this lady on the phone. She's talking about how she can't take it no more and she just leaves. And the next thing you know, you just see her being like, 
pretty much like followed by this guy and i'm thinking like okay maybe that's her ex-boyfriend or like maybe her husband or ex-husband or something like that and then come to find out this motherfucker ends up being her son and she got a whole other daughter but she also has a son and a daughter with a new husband you know what i'm saying and they live in this super extreme life but the crazy part is is that it's like in a weird way like some self-hatred shit because she's like mixed or like she's like super light-skinned like she's like a super light-skinned black person it's either one of the two but she basically is trying to make it seem as if like she has nothing to do with black people and in the movie her her son and daughter are like nigga you if you see them they look like they immigrated to from africa they look nothing <laughs> like her. you know what i'm saying and it's it's a it's a very um interesting piece because you get to see how people become different in different environments like her name is cheryl but she changed her name to Neve and then moved to like the fancy part of england or london or wherever they at and she pretty much just lied to everybody about who she was. And then once her son and her daughter, well, her first son and her daughter come to find out who and where she's at, like, everything goes to hell. So, I mean, like, it's a, it's a, it's a supposed to be a suspense thriller type movie. It's very exciting. Um, it'll have you confused at first, but then you'll start watching and be like, you know what? It's a pretty good movie. Um, but check it out. It's on Netflix. It's called The Strays. Um, if you are into that type of thing, I don't feel like you'll be uh, disappointed. So, um, yeah, that sounds wild. Yeah, it's some wild shit, bro. Let's go ahead and get into it, man. Are you ready for this? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, man. So, first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. This is the Future Presentation. We are covering um snowfall season five the season i'm sorry the series finale um no season episode, six season six i'm sorry season six um but once again the season um i keep saying season the series finale um this is the last season uh episodes one and two the premiere um pretty much to give you guys a synopsis we pick back up with um franklin he is Still trying to get everything going. Him and his mom are pretty much planning on burning everything to the motherfucking ground. Um, Teddy is in shambles. He's trying to get everything back in order. Not only that, um, he's trying to figure out what happened to Avi. They still don't know. He goes to the um, he goes to Avi's guys to talk about it. They say, "Fuck you, keep it moving." So now he's pretty much left to his own devices and he has to figure everything out on his own. Him and Gustavo are um, still good. However, we find out that Gustavo is working with the CIA. Um, no, DEA. Pretty much DEA. I'm sorry, DEA. He's an informant for the DEA. Um, then uh, Leon actually left um and got out of here with his girl they actually went to africa so now i think what's dude named d yeah big dion yeah he he basically has been left in um charge of everything in the project 
Um, so Jerome and um, goddamn, what's her name? Um, Louis. Yeah, Jerome and Louis. They they're trying to figure out what happened, but they kind of got an idea that Franklin kind of robbed them. Uh, so everything pretty much culminates at the end to um them trying to get back at Franklin but figuring out a way to do it without causing a big fuss. Um and then trying to think what else happened in the first episode. They figure out who the guy who killed Ivy is, which is actually somebody who works for the KGB, who is also working with uh Sissy, who is um basically trying to get Franklin on board. That way they'll be able to take down Teddy. Um, and then that moves on into the second episode where he asks V to go handle some business. Um, and then pretty much they're trying to get money shipped over so they can get their money back. V finally ends up talking to her mom. She brings her mom into the picture. Her mom must be like this super high-profile high, high hacker or whatever. And so her and Franklin have a conversation. And then on top of that... Um, Louis is uh is really showing her true colors in this episode, and this is this is one of the things I can't wait to get to because I really want to hear your um thoughts about Louis in the second episode. Um, but basically, um, Sissy gets Franklin and um gets Franklin and Jerome to sit down to have a conversation. They have a conversation that doesn't go well. Teddy ends up losing one of, uh, well, he ends up basically losing his girl. He finds out his girl is locked up in a uh, detention uh, area. He goes, finds a way to get her out. And now they have identified the guy who killed Ivy, which is also the guy who is working with Sissy and Franklin. And um, I'm trying to think if I'm missing it. Gustavo has um, pretty much shown the people with the DEA where they moved the cocaine in and out of um, from Mexico to wherever they are. And I believe that's it, man. I believe we are caught up. Um, first episode, you know what I'm saying, was, was, was oh, I'm missing a part. Jerome and the cop. Black and Diamond. Louis. Yeah, they, they run up on Black Diamond after um, Black Diamond and Dallas do a drop with Big D. Uh, and Jerome kills Black Diamond. Um. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. You talking about a, a a very emotional scene? That was some of the best television I've ever seen. Because for me, what it did was, and I know we jumping super ahead, but we got to talk about this because this was to me this is one of the most important parts of this whole series. To me, what it's showing is the unraveling of the wrong. And Jerome is somebody who's kept it together for a very long time throughout all of this, you know what I'm saying, throughout everything that's been going on. And his character has known to be super solid and super intact. Um, even when Louis was telling him about, you know what I'm saying, the, the whole dinner thing when Sissy was inviting him to dinner or, or talking to, you know what I'm saying, trying to get him to go meet with Franklin. And she was like, no, I don't think you should do it. And he like, shit, my sister said something about some dinner shit. I'm taking my ass over there. Ain't nothing you can do about that. And I think that it's dope that he, regardless of whatever's going on, 
he's compartmentalizing that bond with his sister and making sure they keep that tight because of what they've been through and, and everything that they, you know, had to endure. Um, but I think that that scene kind of showed you his unraveling because I don't think that that's who Jerome really is, right? Him punching mm-hmm. uh, Black Diamond in the face, then beating her with the gun button, basically killing her. I don't think that he's the type of man that would do that in any other circumstance, right? I feel like he could, I feel like in any other circumstance, he would keep his composure, maybe walk off, maybe find somebody else to handle it. But that's not something that he would do. The fact that he was the one who did that, um, it kind of spoke to what's really going on in his mind. Not only that, the fact that him and Franklin had the conversation at the diner and when Franklin put the gun on him, he was basically begging Franklin to kill him. Um, I thought that that was first and foremost amazing acting. Second, um, it was it was very telling of where his character may end up at the end of this scene. I want to know what you think about Jerome in these first two episodes, and, and you know what I'm saying, like, what's some of your thoughts about what he's been what he's been going through in these first two episodes, also compared to what he's been through throughout this whole series. Well, I'm glad you're starting there because I think that Jerome is one of the most important pieces of this whole thing. And what I do remember about when we were done with season five was how it ended with Jerome. You know, Jerome was, um, you know, going through these crack houses, you know, end up linking up with this one dude. And like, you could tell that Jerome was affected by watching people you know, get high off this product that he's selling. And if people remember, Jerome was never, he was never down for this in the beginning. Like, he never wanted Franklin to do it. Like, he was selling dime bags, but the thing is, Jerome was good. He was good with just selling, you know what I'm saying, weed in the hood. He was like, you know what I'm saying, I got a job and, you know, selling these dime bags for, you know what I'm saying, money on the side. Jerome was good with that because Jerome never had to resort to violence to get things done, you know what I'm saying, when it came to the weed Mm -hmm. game. And it's like now Jerome has turned into this person that he don't admire. He don't like the person that he's being right now. And I think that I know you you can never put like the full blame on another person, but I, I do think that this is a Louis thing. Like I believe that she has like this, there's some kind of control that Louis has over Jerome to where he does things that he does not want to do. And we've seen them bump heads in season five about some of the Mm -hmm. things that she wanted him to do and he didn't want to do it. And I think that when it came to trying to get their money back, I think that this is more of a, you know what I'm saying? Like a wheel Jada Pickett type of situation. I think Jada is the wrong person for Will. And I think that Louis is the wrong person for Jerome. Because also remember that conversation that Franklin and Jerome was having when he was saying like, yo, think about, first of all, that story that he put together, that was dope about what him and Sissy had to go mm-hmm. through and how Franklin was the person that really changed his life. 
And you could tell that Franklin is affected by that. I think that Franklin has a different relationship with Jerome, even though he – I think the the predicament that he's in is like, yo, he wants to look out for himself, but I do believe that he wants a good relationship with Jerome. And But I think I that they both – I'm going to tell you why I say that. Okay. Because I think that when Jerome was giving him that reel and saying that you were the person that changed my life, like you were the person uh-huh. that made me want to like be better or whatever. And then when he hit Jerome with basically some shit below the belt, I think that Jerome ego also kicked in because when he told him, yo, you wouldn't be nothing without me. You, you know what I'm saying, you will be selling dime bags with the girl that you had to go, you know what I'm saying, pull away from another girl and all this type of shit like that. I think that he was, mm-hmm. I think that Jerome bit on it. And that, I guess, in a way, justified Franklin to resort, you know what I'm saying, to that the way that he did. But you could tell with like him getting teary-eyed and all that type of stuff that he, he cares for Jerome. But I think that in all actuality, I think even I can't remember them as vividly, but when you think back to some of those older episodes, season one, two, three, and four, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. he's never really been as tight with Louie. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like there's yeah. always been something there. Like there was always something there, and now it's grown to this. You talking this about with, you talking about Franklin and Louie, or are you talking about yes, Jerome Franklin and Louis. And Louis. Franklin and Louis. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, absolutely. And I and I think that with business being what it is, and I think for Franklin, yeah, you raised me. You was a, a, another father figure to me. We came in this stuff together. Well, but shit, I think, he was the father figure for him. Yeah, because his dad kind of abandoned him because he was, you know, on drugs and stuff. But I mm-hmm. think that what it is, this is this is the key part, I believe. The key part is I think that Franklin looked at it like you chose Louis over me. And oh. that's that is the that I think that's the kicker of like I think that's what makes him like want it to cry because he you know he started thinking about all those times that they had. But I think at the end of the day, he's like, yo, you still chose Louis over me. And y'all chose to not help me. Well, really, Louie chose not to help me get my money back from Teddy. She chose to keep the relationship that they had so, so you know what I'm saying, so he could stay their plug. So what 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 were you thinking? Because I, I, I think that he's really hurt that they can't work it out, especially the way that he acted in the car after that whole situation happened. So what did you disagree about? Okay, so this is where I disagree at, right? I don't think it's necessarily the fact that Franklin is looking at it, um, what you initially said as, like, the whole disrespect thing as far as, like, him trying to press, you know what I'm saying, Jerome's button. Um, I think that you got around to it a little bit later was this is, to me, this is all Louis doing, right? Because uh, if you think about it, Shit didn't get bad until Louis decided to 
kind of challenge Franklin about, you know what I'm saying, like kind of taking on their whole their whole side on their own. Because remember, Jerome was cool with just doing it with Franklin. It mm-hmm. was Louie that was like, yo, we got to separate. We need to separate from this because shit is getting messy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then at the, on top of that as well, um, I also disagree with the fact that you're saying like how when Franklin was, I mean, when you said like Franklin was basically looking at it like, yo, you know, I, I kind of built this shit and tackling his ego. I think what really hurt um, everything was the fact that Franklin's ego was hurt because I, I feel like the whole time everything's been going on, it's really been because Franklin wanted to see all of them as a family and all of them eating, right? I think Franklin had a plan and a vision for this way before anybody else did. It was He was looking at it more so the fact that, yo, I got a chance to get my family out of this bullshit and we can go be great together. I think that, um, and, and, and this is like something that I kind of harbored on towards the end of last season into this season. Just the fact that the shit that Louis has been doing has been kind of super skeptical to me. Like, it's this thing where she's trying to separate herself from what's going on, but at the same time, she can't because she's still connected even through Teddy. And then not only that, like the, the situation where her and Franklin had to talk last season and Franklin pulled the gun on her. Um when she talked to Jerome about the situation when um when the phone call came through and she was like, Well, I got something to tell you, you know, because I I didn't tell you yet, but Franklin pulled a gun on me and that, she basically lied to Jerome about everything yeah. that, that had happened. She didn't even, you know, say like she wasn't even able to tell him the truth. Then when they went to Scully, and went to go talk to Scully, and Scully pretty much told him like, "Yo, y'all gotta be smart about what the fuck y'all doing because some shit could go bad, and the karma could come around and get you." And he handed them the origami bird, and the first thing she did was she tossed her shit. She was like, "Yo, fuck all this. I ain't gonna hear none of this shit. We gonna do shit our way." Yo, she fucking everything up. And so, at the end of the day, I know that Jerome doesn't want to take sides, and I know that Jerome doesn't want to go to war with his family, but I feel like, I mean, I feel like Louis is putting him in this situation to kind of do that thing. And I feel like at that table, when they had that conversation at the diner, I feel like Franklin was pretty much saying, hey, you know, I I didn't want this to just be me. I didn't want this to be a solo thing. I wanted this for everybody. I wanted everybody to eat. I wanted everybody to be a group. Same thing with Leon and, you know what I'm saying, everybody else. I wanted us to come together and be a family about this shit because at the end of the day, that's when they had the most success. If you really watch this show, you see, like, when they click, when they was clicking together before everything really got fucked up, that's when they was, that's when they was booming. Mm-hmm. Business was super successful, and I felt like with everything that was going on, with Louis's background being what it is, I can only imagine the way that they're going to write her in this season. And I feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like you're going to see her be one of the biggest snakes. You know what I'm saying? And we we did that episode a long time ago, 
But I feel like we might be able to put her on the biggest snake list after this, you know what I'm saying, after this is all said and done, because I think we're going to end up seeing her kind uh, kind of trying to flip shit on his ear and make shit way worse than it already is. And I think at the end of the day, it's going to cost everybody something that they don't want it to cost. I feel like Sissy is going to end up getting gotten this whole thing. Sissy? Yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I mean, she's the she's the one connected with the KGB. Um, right now, you know, you got Louis. You know, what I'm saying dealing with Teddy, and Teddy knows what this guy looks like. I feel like at some point in time, Teddy's gonna find out that she's with. Um, she's with dude, and in the midst of that, because he could have killed her a long time ago. I think that either he's going to go back and try to do it or Louie's going to be the one to do it. Okay. Um, but to piggyback off what you were saying, like, we were talking about season five. Like, we thought it was a bad idea for Louie to send Buckley over to go kill Kane. Mm-hmm. So Kane don't die. Absolutely. And, you know, so Kane and, and, and Franklin are having conversations. And, and Franklin's trying to stall by saying he mm-hmm. don't know where they are and but he's right. he is telling the truth like yo I shot up they they stash houses so police is there so they can't go there so he mm-hmm. was like yo they just hidden up you know in a um in a hotel somewhere so he starts explaining like all the shit that he's going through on not knowing if he's gonna walk again you know not knowing if he's gonna get hard again not knowing if he's you know what I'm saying all this type of stuff and he was like Are you telling me you know what I'm saying about something being hard yeah. So I think that the predicament that she put herself in with getting robbed, having to ask, uh, what's my dude's name? Having to ask Teddy for bricks that she don't even have any money to even pay for right mm-hmm. now. You got, you got Kane coming after you. You got you owing Teddy. Franklin's yeah, coming after you as Louis well. driving up. Yep, and they telling you like, yo, like I need this shit now. And they like, hey, give us twenty four hours or whatever, whatnot. You got Jerome out here killing people when that's not in that's not in his nature. Like that's not what he wants to do, and it affects him. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of like, and we seen two different people expressing in two different ways when it came to Leon. When Leon accidentally shot that kid, it changed him forever. Yeah, like Leon never been the same person ever since he shot that kid by accident. So, and we've noticed that with Jerome, like with everybody that Jerome gets, like mentally he gets worse. Mm -hmm. And Louis wants him to keep going deeper and deeper, and like that's not in his nature. And yeah, Louis Louis's decision making has always been bad. And then just the fact of her, yo, I don't want to. Now we spoke about this before. I know. You don't want to take orders from your nephew. But if your nephew is the one who started this shit and this shit is rolling to the fact of where before y'all even got to the point of like running shit, y'all got millions of dollars. I don't know what mm-hmm. the fuck the problem is. Cause obviously oh. my like my nephew got to connect. I'm living good. I'm not putting up all the risks. I'm not putting the money up for this. Like you, you right. reaping all the benefits 
with not really any of the negatives, really. But no, you want to be. That, no. Y'all got a whole, y'all got a whole nightclub. Yeah, and it's it's just like her ambitions to to take over and be the person that everybody answers to. I think that's going to end up being Louis' downfall. And I don't Absolutely. necessarily know what her downfall is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be her getting murdered. I don't know if it's on her losing Jerome and end up being by herself. Like, I don't know what it's going to be, but I feel like something is going to happen to Louis that's not going to end well. Um, let me see. So we talked about Kane. So the whole part where... Oh, what's his name? So Oso, right? So mm -hmm. we got a lot going on Gustavo. with Oso. You know, Gustavo, yeah, he ended up, you know, the last thing we saw from him in season five was that, you know, they ran up on his stash, his stash spot. So mm -hmm. they explained that, you know, he ended up, you know, cutting the deal with them. So he's playing both sides where he's already, you know, basically working with the CIA by working with Teddy. And then the DEA caught him up. And so now he's trying to work with them to set Teddy up. And which is now when it comes to when it comes to Gustavo, like he, he has reasons to not be as loyal to Teddy Absolutely. as you would think that he probably should, because Teddy has done some, you know what I'm saying, some off the wall shit to him. So the all the stuff that he got going on as far as having a bug in his house, having to show you know what I'm saying, these cops where the tunnel is and meeting up with Franklin and showing Franklin that picture and and now Franklin's trying to set up a deal with him. Like, Gustavo got a lot of shit going on right now. He got a lot of shit to think over. What are some of your thoughts on his, I mean, this dude is, he's, you know, everybody is in a tight situation, but like, he's in mm -hmm. a, a pretty tight situation as well. How you feel about his situation? Okay, so, I mean, from episode one, we've seen that shit is hitting the fan, right? Um, yes. But as far as Gustavo goes, I feel like Gustavo is the one who, in this whole series, has always been getting shortchanged. You know what I'm saying? Yes. This dude this dude was pretty much, you know what I'm saying, this um, low-level wrestler who was wrestling to make ends meet. He ended up falling in love with... A, you know what I'm saying, one of the big drug dealer's daughters, she ended up disappearing out of his life and now he got to find, you know what I'm saying, how to move on and in the midst of moving on, he ends up with Teddy, you know what I'm saying, and they go do a couple runs and go handle some business, now he's pretty much Teddy's right-hand man. Then on top of that, Teddy get kicked out, now he has to answer to somebody else and the shit don't go the way it's supposed to go. Teddy finally comes back he don't know if he could trust Teddy or not because he finally got a way to get out. Everything is running um, in a different way, but then here comes Teddy to get shit right back in order. So, I mean, like, at the end of the day, he's pretty much been the one to kind of lose out because he's always got the short end of the stick ever since we met him in the first season. Um, and now that he has something to live for you know what i'm saying like he has three kids he has to worry about he has a girl that he has to worry about he's pretty much just trying to get all of this shit over with so he can move on with his life and do something else you know what i'm saying and do something worthwhile and 
when it all comes down to it, the fact that he even started, you know what I'm saying, with the DEA, lets you know where his mind is. The fact that, you know what I'm saying, at this point, up until this point, him getting him even getting left by Teddy. And then later on, when Teddy was giving him that lackluster-ass excuse, he kind of knew. He was just like, man, I don't give a fuck about none of this, my nigga. I'm just doing what I need to do just to make sure that I'm good and my, and my family good. So when it's all said and done, we can get the fuck up out of here because you on your way out. And I think that's that's pretty much what it is, is he's kind of seeing that, yo, Teddy is not as um, tightly wrapped as he used to be. And I think what's, what's pretty much showing is just the fact that, you know, it's about to be a major downfall. And I think that that the characters that's going to suffer the most are unfortunately going to be Sissy. I think she's going to be the one that, that takes a huge hit. But outside of that, I think it's going to be Louie and I think it's going to be Teddy because the fact that both of them are so reckless and they're underestimating Franklin the way that they are, people think that they understand how changed Franklin is and how much different this dude is compared to season one and season two. This dude is 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 a fucking street boss for real at this point. Like he getting he getting respect from gang members. He getting respect from other drug dealers. Like everybody knows who this guy is and 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 how good he is and what he you know what I'm saying and how good he is at what he does. And the fact that Louis doesn't show any sort of respect to that to me it's going to kind of show, oh, yeah, she's on her way out. This is going to be something to where she might get off early. Um, and and I, I don't think it's nothing that they're going to be able to do about this shit, bro. I think that, you know what I'm saying, Gustavo is, I think he's going to suffer a little bit. I don't think he's going to suffer as much. But I don't see him coming away scot-free with this shit at all. Well, the, well, the thing is, with with him being in tight with the um with the CIA, and now he's cutting deals for the DEA, which is smart because at the same time, like you said, we all know Teddy got is on his way out. But I think Gustavo knows he has a backup plan that he's not telling me about, and what's going to end up I happening. Think so too, is, but I don't, I don't he, think it's going to work like you think it is. Yeah, I, I think that he knows that Teddy is going to end up leaving him to fend for himself and leave him the one that's yeah. holding the bag. But then also now he sees that, okay, I am I'm working with the DEA to fuck up Teddy. Y'all took all the money that was in my safe house and, you know, in my storage building mm-hmm. that I had. And now you got Franklin over here offering you 10 mil. Mm-hmm. So, I think that he's going to work with the DEA, but I think he also, with Franklin saving his life, and they had that, you know what I'm saying, that episode that they had together. Yeah. I, I think that he's going to also try to find a way to work with Franklin as well. Absolutely. So, I think I think that's another Absolutely. thing that he's going to do. And But at the same time, you got this woman with these kids. He really cares about these kids. That's what makes me think that he's going to try to play both sides with the DEA and Franklin 
um, get the DEA what they want, but also get him, uh, you know what I'm saying, a cold 10 meal so he mm-hmm. could, you know, take that, you know, to his little family and they could go about their business. So I think that's one of the things that he's going to end up considering uh, doing. For the, I think that that's one of the things that's going to play out in this final season. Is that he's gonna? I think he's gonna do both. I think he's gonna work with the DEA, and I think he's gonna work with Franklin. So, so what did you think about Sissy um, in these first two episodes? Because I feel like she's kind of reaching back into, you know, what I'm saying those those Panther days where, yep. you know, what I'm saying she was, you know, what I'm saying with Alton being a revolutionary, being a part of things that he was a part of, um, having sort of the same ideologies as he had. And I felt like when he, uh, when they were in, I think they were in Cuba. Yes, Havana. Yeah, when they were in Cuba, her, you know what I'm saying, losing Alton when Teddy went to go kill him or whatever, you know what I'm saying, her losing him and then the speech that she gave when she was saying like basically he didn't kill me because he didn't even see me as a threat. And I feel like that kind of, you know what I'm saying, like that kind of hurt her to the fact of she, like, she, and, and she, she still said it. She was saying, like, hey, I'm sick and tired of being somebody who doesn't get looked at, you know what I'm saying, with any type of power. And I think that what this, I mean, what this season is going to do is it's going to build up to the point to where we see Sissy kind of take a lead in the things, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, in a couple episodes that we don't expect her to take the lead to. You know what I'm saying? The way that she was talking to Franklin and when they were in his house and she was saying like, yo, you know what I'm saying, he didn't kill me not because, you know, I wasn't there or... You know what I'm saying? I didn't know what was going on. He didn't kill me because he didn't view me as a threat. I thought that was super powerful for them to write that into her dialogue and for her to have that because this whole time, we've known that Sissy has been behind the scenes doing a lot of stuff for Franklin, not only just for Franklin, but for the business in general. And now we have it to where she's fed up. She wants to be proactive. She, you know what I'm saying? They took her husband away. They basically, in a weird sense, took her son away as well. And now she's kind of feeling like she's, well, I feel like she's feeling like she's all alone. And now she has to strike back. And this is where it's going to get super dangerous because not only is she not working with an American, um, an American organization, she's working with a Russian organization around the time of the height of the tension between Russia and America. And that that's, I, I, I don't really know how to feel about that because I, I want to see where they take it, but I just want to, like, what's your thoughts on how Sissy has been in these first two episodes and kind of into the end of the fifth season? Yeah, see, I, I was going to mention that because, like, when it comes to the previous season, We've seen how she became more accepting. And and that was Alton's issue was like, yo, like, and even Jerome mentioned that. Jerome mm-hmm. was like, yo, you like you turned into a drug dealer because of Franklin. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. even though she was just handling, you know, real estate and and um 
you know, all the thing in, in that realm. With her agreeing to do that, she, you know what I'm saying? She is an accessory. You know what I'm saying? It's like she can go down for just as much time as Franklin can. So, mm-hmm. I, so I get what Jerome was doing there. But then to go back to Sissy, like the way that she gave that speech, like, dude, I, I thought that, you know what I'm saying? The screen was going to like go to Franklin and then cut back. And she was going to have a black leather jacket on. Like that shit was mm-hmm. wild. That was like how yeah, she was going in. That would have been dope. And so, yeah, you could see those roots that she had in the way that she gave that speech. And like she felt that shit. And I understand her being as upset as she is. But I just hope that Sissy don't let the emotions take over. Because mm-hmm. the way they built her built up her character, she's a very intelligent woman. But I think that I think that what they've shown us in this these last two episodes that she yes, she's still moving off strategy, don't get me wrong. But some of the shit is emotion. And I just wanted some of this emotion is gonna take over too much because when her and Jerome had the conversation and you know, they talked about, you know what I'm saying, they talked about they talked about their dad, they talked about moving around. And all of that type stuff, and Franklin, and all of mm-hmm. that, and it's just like that's why I think that a guy like Jerome is in a very tough situation because Jerome misses the relationship with his sister. He misses his relationship with Franklin, but he don't want to lose his relationship with Louis. Yeah, he's gonna have to choose at some point. It's like, do you go with blood or do you go with who you marry? I, I think he's going to go with blood. I think so, too. Just because those two scenes were very emotional for Jerome. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that and then he's going to see at some point that like Louie, she's bad for me. Like, even mm-hmm. though Franklin was the one who taught him to going into the game, but Louis, you know what I'm saying, she gave a nudge too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so yeah, I think Sissy with being as emotional invested as she is, and she has every right to be, you know what I'm saying? I understand mm-hmm. why they want to get Teddy, but then at the same time, they both want Teddy for two different reasons. Like, Franklin want Teddy Cause he wanna, you know, saying tie this dude up and convince him to give him all his money back. But sissy just right. wants to get him to just kill his motherfucking ass because she know that he was responsible for Alton's death. So and even family up, yeah. And that's another dynamic um, that's going to be interesting to play out. Is like who is going to be mad because I don't think they're going to get. Both of them are not going to get what they want to get out of Teddy. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. So it's going to be interesting to see that how that plays out where Franklin is like, like, okay, basically what I'm saying is Franklin don't want Teddy dead to where he can't interrogate him about getting his money back. But I think Sissy's like, I don't give a fuck about that money. I want you dead mm-hmm. because of 
the yeah. disrespect of of not killing me because you think I'm not a threat, but also at the same time for killing, you know what I'm saying? I think, yeah, they were married. You know what I'm saying? Her husband yep. and the father of her child. So, mm-hmm. yes. I just hope that emotion don't take over, but you are right, though. She is somewhat an innocent bystander caught in the middle, mm-hmm. but usually those are the people who catch the strays. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out with Sissy. I agree, man. You make some great points. Um, Ver- is is Veronique, right? I think that's Franklin's girl name. I don't like her, man. Okay, so I, I didn't like her last season either, but I'm not going to lie. I got a newfound respect for her, bro. Um, because we've heard, you know, last season how she was in this life and doing these things, but we didn't know exactly what it was. And I feel like in these first two episodes, they kind of gave us a hint at, you know what I'm saying, like what she was really into or what she's really about. And I think that Franklin really doesn't know what he has right now. Um, I think that she is a lot more in tune with what's going on than what we think as, you know what I'm saying, as the viewership. Mm-hmm. There's no way that she has this connection um, with her mom and we don't really see um, what's possible at this point. Her talking with her mom, right? Like, the fact that mm-hmm. when they're going, they're speaking either, like, Creole or French or some shit like that. Then her mom is also speaking either, like, Cantonese or Mandarin or some shit to the man at the at the poker table. And they mm-hmm. switching in between all of that in English every now and then. It's a lot that I think they're going to uncover about her in this season. And we're going to really find out who she really is. And I think that Franklin really got a rider down inside, and he really don't understand how rider die she is and how cutthroat she really is. Seeing uh, her position, in, okay, seeing her position and what she's done in these first two episodes, and a little bit about what she's done in the in the fifth season, um, and what they have at stake, they have family at stake, right? This is this is something to where. She was playing. They were planning on getting away and being a family and not having to worry about everything. Where do you see her storyline going into the future of this season, and, and what do you think is going to be possible for her um, as as we continue these episodes? Well, I've been saying from the very beginning, something sketchy about this girl, man. Something mm-hmm. about her, I don't. I mean, listen. She seems to be ride or die. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think it's a mistake that he sent her to Miami by herself? Yes. Do I also feel like knowing her past now, because she opened up to him about her past, knowing what her and her mom used to do, that would make me a little skeptical. Now, at the same time, if there is a girl that's willing to stay with you when you're in the game like that, you can't you can't just get with anybody. 
So I get why Franklin is doing what he's doing. But I will say, like you said, you brought up great points. They was going in between these different languages and shit. And you could tell Mom Dukes was a phenomenal damn poker player. The issue that I have is when they was having that conversation, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong with this. I think she said something about 75 or 83 million or some some kind of shit. 73 million. Okay. So this is late mid to late 80s. Mm-hmm. You don't think that her and her mama, because this is what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. See, this is what this is what trips me out. Because what they've been doing is they've been getting in good with people who have a whole bunch of money and then they fuck them and then they disappear. Mm-hmm. What made Franklin different? Well, okay. You know what I'm, saying? I'm I'm glad you said that. And 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 I think what makes Franklin different um is now is it's not just her and her mom being able to do some shit and then bounce. It's a kid involved now. And you know with everything Franklin is connected to and now that she knows what Franklin is connected to. I think that she's gonna be very cautious about moving Iffy around him. I know when they were at the um when they were at the airport, she kinda gave like a little weird vibe. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, you gotta remember we don't know much about her. And we're starting to figure it all out. You know what I'm saying? As as they're showing it, we're starting to see what she's really about and we starting to see that yo. She is, um, she is very dangerous, not just on the fact of she knows everything, but just on the fact of what she could possibly be capable of. We're figuring out her mom is some type of hacker, and her mom got all these connections. And when they were talking at the table, remember, her mom was like, yo, don't try to put that shit on me. Remember, the shit got fucked up because of what you did. Yep. So we don't even really know, we don't even really know why their relationship is as as you know what I'm saying stringy as it is up until this point we just know now that it's some shit that she could have possibly done that may be fucked up um that 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 possibly could have fucked up a you know what I'm saying a move here and there or you know what I'm saying but you bring up a good point though because you talk about how her being with Franklin could you know what I'm saying I think you're pointing at the fact that could she possibly be using him and then bringing in her mom to kind of finish the job. I think that's where you're aiming at. Yes. And if you are, okay, cool. So I kind of seen that too. Because I was like, damn, that is kind of weird that her mom, you know what I'm saying, would just pop up out the blue all of a sudden. And they seem to have an estranged relationship. But when Franklin went to go talk to her mom, uh, her mom ain't really play it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, her mom didn't really come off that way. She did say something about she wanted to be in her daughter and her grand, you know, her grandkids' life, but at the same time, like, it don't seem as if that's because of her. I think she kind of backed off because of whatever V kind of did. Well, you also got to remember that she said to Franklin, well, Hold on, who was first? 
She said twenty five percent. She said twenty or twenty five percent. She said Franklin was like you twenty percent. So Franklin was like, "Nah, you crazy." Like we usually go at five. And so what she does is her bargaining tool is like, "Let's go to ten, but I guarantee, I you got to guarantee me that I get to spend time with my granddaughter, or, well, my grandchild or whatever." Mm-hmm. And I think that Frank Franklin is very smart, very calculated. Yeah. But I think what's messing with Franklin right now is that he's running out of friends. He's running out of allies. Mm-hmm. He don't really have anyone mm-hmm. that he can really trust, and he know that he can't do this shit by himself. So I think he's getting involved in something that he really don't want to get involved with, but he knows he's running out of options. And I think that yeah. if you think, like I was trying to say earlier, this is 85, 86, 87-ish. That type of money, they said. That's crazy money. You know what I'm saying? Like they said, they figure out a way to get out of that shit and clean it. Yeah. Like Franklin is already, if he don't give up Louis and Jerome, Kane is coming after him. Mm-hmm. If he don't fix the relationship with them, Louis and Jerome is coming after him. Then you mm-hmm. also got to consider the fact Teddy seated they beefing and he knows like, well, I'm not fucking with Franklin no more. So I mm-hmm. might have to take Franklin out. So Franklin is running out of fucking people. So he's putting his trust into people that he normally wouldn't. And right. I just feel... Mm-hmm that this girl has always been sketchy and then like they never gave us her backstory. They always give us little little nuggets of things yeah. that she went through in her past, but they never really give us the whole story. <sighs> Man, I feel like they're gonna fucking she's gonna figure out this offshore shit in Miami. And I think her and mom Deuce is dipping out because the thing mm. is that was all of the money. That he gave yeah. her. And yeah. then you got to remember the bricks that he ended up giving to um, Black Diamond in Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Dion set them up. Is in possession. Where, yeah. So now he has, you know what I'm saying, the money, the, with the 20 keys. No, not 20 keys, 20K. Because I remember he was like, yo, I say you 10 a brick. So we don't know how many, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. how many bricks was actually in there. But, like, Franklin could be stuck, you know what I'm saying, holding the bag, man. And then he shows her where the fucking spot's at, mm-hmm. put the fucking code in in front of her. It's... She knows too much, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't like it. I hear you. I don't like it. I hear you. I do not like it. So... Yeah, so I, I just I honestly just feel like there's something there's something going on with B and her mom, and now all of a sudden we get more airtime of the mom. So I think at the end of the day, if this whole situation does not pan out, and her, you know, when it comes to V, when it comes to her mom, granted. Franklin do has a plane, but it's just like there's so many different places to go in this world. You like they could 
take that money and go somewhere and just chill. Because Franklin is not going to have the resources to hunt her down to try to see where his kid is if her and her mom plan to take off. So I don't know. I, I, I honestly feel that this this girl, man, is, is, is way, way too fucking sketchy, man. And I don't like it. We've seen too many situations where there was a smart, intelligent woman that was able to bring down your whole fucking operation because you so mm-hmm. caught up in the damn pussy and shit and it just completely ruins the whole situation. But we got you back, man. So what um what point you was trying to make? Okay, yeah. So no no, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying, but I think that um you know, like you said, Franklin is Franklin is smart, man. And what seems to be his thing is that even when you know what I'm saying it seemed like the chips is down and his back against the, his back is against the wall. We kind of see that he finds a way um, out of all of the nonsense. And so True. for me, what I'm what I'm looking at is I think Franklin is going to find a way, or he already has a way, or some sort of contingency plan to not be caught up. Like, I mean, at this point, wh- what else can the motherfucker do to him? He's been through so much bullshit. Like, don't forget, last season, this motherfucker had to kill a tiger. <laughs> he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had to deal with that shit. He had to deal with, you know what I'm saying, him and also, you know what I'm saying, being in the op neighborhood. I mean, this motherfucker had to deal with his best friend being shot, or one of his best friends being shot. He had to deal with his other best friend, you know what I'm saying, getting out the game and kind of leaving them behind. He had to deal with, you know what I'm saying, beefing with the man who pretty much Scully. raised him. He also had, yeah. yeah, he had to deal with Scully. The motherfucker had to deal with Man Boy. Um, shit, he had to deal with his dad. He had to deal with his mom. I mean, like, at this point, I don't I don't even really think that they're showing everything Franklin is capable of up until you know what I'm saying where we're seeing now. I think that this dude is already three or four or five, six steps ahead. And I think the reason that Teddy would never fuck with him is because Teddy kinda knows like, yo, this motherfucker is not average. This is this ain't just the regular, you know what I'm saying, hood dude that I can, you know, saying put on the block and, and sell this shit. Like, no, this motherfucker is uh is is on top of some shit. And I think that's why we don't in these in these first two episodes, I don't think I, I mean I think that's why we haven't seen Teddy kind of worrying about Franklin as much. Because Teddy ain't even can he ain't even concerned about Franklin at this point. He's still trying to figure out who the dude is. We ain't even seen yeah. Teddy worried about Franklin. Yeah, because we seen what his motives was. And I think that we mm-hmm. spoke about this season five. This dude is trying to buy his way back into the fucking CIA. Yep. And that was something that we talked about last season was like, yo, is he 
a part of the FBI or like like the CIA or whatever was going on. Because we were saying, yo, is he because when we found out that he stole the money from Franklin, we was like, is he gonna take that money and he's just gonna dip? Or like it it was it was just really just trying to figure out what it was and like this is what it is. This dude is really looking at giving these people over 70 million to buy himself back mm-hmm. into the CIA, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I understand why, because he knows that it's an organization that could track him down eventually. And get rid of his ass. So yeah, exactly, because he's too expendable. So he's really kind of caught in a situation where the CIA could be like, okay, so we take 70 million and even though we give you like free reign, we can monitor you still. So yeah, that that was crazy that he was talking to the dude trying to buy his way back in because then at the same time, it's like, okay, what are you doing with Estavo? You're trying to get yourself in there. And I think that that's what Estavo is saying. Because he already seen Teddy do personal shit, just like when him and um, Franklin was caught up. Teddy took off on mm-hmm. his ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Franklin had to, you know, stay to his aid. So that I thought that, that I thought that that was an interesting scene to see that this dude is really willing to put up thirty million, not thirty seventy million, on the table to buy himself back into the damn CIA, and. So I thought before we get to the end, what did you think of Franklin? Oh man, what was I gonna say? Oh man, let me see. So Estavo and Franklin, they talked, they talked about the 10 million or whatever. And I had a great point and I just lost it. Okay. Well, um, why you why you hover on that? Oh, man, I was gonna get to Dallas and Black Diamond, and you know what I'm saying their relationship that they had, being as close as they were, dealing with everything that they've had to deal with, and now we see that um they pretty much got set up without really knowing it. Um, Black Diamond ends up getting beat beat by Jerome. She ends up getting killed by Jerome. Um, and Dallas, she now has to take care of Black Diamond's kids, and she pretty mm-hmm. much tells Franklin she's out. Now Franklin is pretty much left to his devices and have to worry about his own security. Because now the two that he had with him are no longer there. And he also has to deal with the fact that Jerome killed Black Diamond. Um, where, where do you see that leading to for uh, this, you know what I'm saying, these upcoming episodes and, and what we may get in the end? I think it's interesting because of the pact that they had where they was like, yo, if anything was to happen to either one of us, the other person will have to take care of the other person's kids and be completely out of the mm-hmm. game. Um, I hated the way that 
that Franklin reacted when she told him that she that he was that I get it because he's he he's dropping people like flies. I get yeah. it. But at the same time, pretty much every time we saw them, they was always together. Mm-hmm. Like they really had a bond, and for her to see her be beat to death in front of her. So yeah, like she's gonna she's going more over morals. But just the fact that they had those conversations, I think it makes it slightly better. But she definitely made the right decision to like stand back and be like, yo, like I'm out the game. Like we made a pact to be out the game if something was to happen to one of us. And she's putting those kids first because I thought it was interesting for them to put that in there to where when Franklin pulled up, they had to, you know, switch the shit trunks or whatever yeah and they was like yo it was either this or be late right so it was i had i had to see it man because those girls they was more loyal to the money because they they just went with the highest bidder you know whoever Mm -hmm. could give them the most money that's where they went and for them to see it happen that way into at the hands of, of Jerome, which I do think is interesting that that whole time at that table, they never spoke about it. Right. I thought that was interesting. I, I thought it was too. really interesting. I did. Because I thought that I thought that was gonna be the first thing that he said was like, yo, like you do know Black Diamond is dead, right? Like I thought that that was gonna be like one of the first things said, but they didn't address it, so I thought that was uh, very interesting. I agree, man. I think that um, I think him being silent about that or them not even making mention of it in that scene, I thought that that was super important and striking too because they just they they showed where all three of them were at the table or in mm-hmm. the office and they were talking about it. And they're talking about, you know what I'm saying, making a move on the drop. And to see to see those three characters, well, to see those four characters interacting, right? Because I think that, what's the uh, cop name? Bentley? No, Buckley. Buckley. To see Buckley's reaction to, to the whole thing kind of lets you know, like, Yo, he I, I think he felt like he in too deep at this point. Um not only that, to see Jerome interacting with that situation, they was already beefing because of Louis being shot. And so I think yep. that that had something to do with it as well. And I think that this is something that he's been kind of waiting on anyway. To him, I felt like this was more so get back than anything. It, I don't think it was ever about the whole money thing, about, oh, where my money? I don't think it was about that. I, I, I felt like for him, this was his chance to get back for what happened to Louis. Also, um, seeing when you got two characters like Black, uh, Black Diamond and Dallas who have been this – strong um this strong force in the whole show and 
what they've done as far as, you know what I'm saying, being able to be Franklin security. Also being, you know what I'm saying, like quote unquote, I guess you could call it hit men or hit women. Um hit women. how you guys yeah. wanna put it. Um for for us to see them in such a vulnerable situation, right? We see Black Diamond getting beat. We also see Dallas kind of begging for her life. This is this is not something we used to seeing from these two. Um, we also not really used to seeing Jerome being so unhinged, because I feel like mm-hmm. through these, you know, saying through these two episodes, this is what we're kind of seeing. We're kind of seeing him unravel. Um, but to see those two in those predicaments, you know, saying we see Black Diamond kind of being. In a weird way, she was kind of the peacemaker because, like, even when they was in the car, she was like, yo, just listen to them. Let's get in and out this shit and let's go. You know what I'm saying? Everything they're doing is illegal, but shit, what we going to do? It ain't too much we can do. Um, And then Dallas being the high-headed one, you know, she's like, yo, fuck all this shit. This is some bullshit, blah, blah, blah. But then to see that dynamic kind of change to where you actually – kind of remember like fuck these are two women mm-hmm. these are two women at the end of the day you know what i'm saying this, well, this person black diamond is a mother and i think that that scene with dion was like you know what i'm saying when he was like hitting on them and shit mm-hmm. uh, well he hit on black diamond first you yeah. know what i'm saying talking about I know what small girls feel like, yeah, or whatever, yeah. like you know, what, a, what a big girl feel like. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I thought that that was that was interesting to to also remind you, like, yo, these these are these are two women. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's you know, in a way, not really controlling their own destiny, but just really just you know, getting in the game. I mean, they are, really, they getting it on their own. Yeah, and they 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 in a game that's dominated by males. You know, and and they all about their paper, and they told Franklin from the jump because they were sent to fuck Franklin up about two, not two episodes, but like two seasons ago or a season ago. Yeah, and he had the conversation with them, and they're like, "Yo, we moved by the dollar sign," so yep. he ended up paying them more and getting them to flip. So it was sucked to see her beat the depth the way that she did, and then also to see it was the hands of Jerome. But I do think that it was very interesting that they chose. Not to, I think. I think it's definitely gonna come up later. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I definitely, um, I definitely think it. Ha- well, to me, I feel like it has to come up later, right? Because if it doesn't, then I think it it will kind of perpetuate this like this weird energy between Jerome and Louis because. I feel like the energy between Jerome and Louis kind of got set when they were at the stables and they were, you know what I'm saying, with the horses and everything. And Jerome was talking about, hey, let's get out of this shit and, and let's let's get away from this. Like, we don't have to do this shit. Like, this is shit we can leave behind. And Louis was kind of with it, but then again, like, you could tell she had, like, one foot in, one foot out. And then not only that, you know, for them not to even speak on the, or for him not to even mention kind of what happened with the whole situation, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and not even mention what he did. I think that it's going to cause a weird separation between them two. If 
she finds out what happened or at this point, maybe when she finds out what happened or what happened, because now it's like, yo, we didn't, I, this wasn't the plan. The plan was to go in, you know what I'm saying? Stop, stop them from getting a, you know what I'm saying? A job or whatever, get our money back and let him know like, yo, just as quick as you got us, we can get you too. But now that, you know what I'm saying? You, you struck one of ours. It it could be a possibility that she get paranoid and be like, well, fuck it, let's off all of them because if we don't, they're going to constantly be after us. This is true. This is true. But it's it's also, I'm going to say this, I'm not going to go long on it because this is a longer okay. podcast today, but it's still interesting just the fact of he, Franklin goes to his aunt, yo, Teddy stole for me. Y'all are in business together. Help me get my money back. She yeah. chooses to keep the business with Teddy and leave him on his lonesome. So then mm-hmm. he's like, okay, so y'all want to fuck me there? Well, I'm going to fuck you here. Fuck all your spots up. Steal all the money that he felt that he was entitled to. But I just think that that dynamic of like really beefing with your fam over money and business. Mm-hmm. Mm. She's not gonna mix well at the end of the season. Man. I agree, man. I, I totally agree, man. I one hundred percent agree. Um, so, um, I mean, shit, that's it, man. That that's pretty much all we got. Um, this is this is. Uh, hey, let me say something. I'm I'm so excited, man. This is one of those shows where the writing is always good. I know last season they got kind of weird. But I feel like even as weird as it was, it wasn't too preposterous, right? Like, it wasn't too out of the way. Because, like, it's not hard to think during the crack epidemic that one of these motherfuckers had a tiger. Well, I mean, Tony Montana, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I mean, hell, Mike Tyson had a tiger in the 90s. That's not no shocking shit to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so to me, it's not, like, too far out to believe some shit like that could possibly happen to one of them. And then not only that, you got to remember like you in fucking LA, you know what I'm saying? You out there by Hollywood. So pretty much anything can happen at this point. Um, but I, what I am um, excited to see, and I want to know your thoughts on this before we get into the coming soon. Um, what I am excited to see though is the dynamic between uh, V and Franklin. And that's that's to me going to be like the main thing I feel like in this final season um, to see kind of where she either leads him or he leads her but I just want to know mm-hmm. what what are you most excited about or like what's something you're looking forward to for the rest of the season before all of this is you know what I'm saying said and done and it's just another piece of TV history to see it from right about B mm-hmm that's what I'm paying attention to. I'm paying attention to see if I'm right about B and she actually takes off with her mom with all of that fucking money and leave Franklin holding the bag. And then also one more, I'm sorry, one more is to see this whole thing with Leon and Wanda being in Africa if they ever come back or if it's a situation where he reaches out to them to see if they can help him get out of the country because 
Franklin is is he running out of options and he might have to end up running. So it's gonna be interesting to see if he links up with Leon and even if Leon will even help him. Mm-hmm. So I think that that I think that's that, those are two things that I'm looking forward to this season. And we bring up a great point. I forgot Leon was was even coming back, man. Uh, that's that's gonna be super interesting to see too. So uh, yeah, man. Listen, y'all stay tuned, man. Y'all already know this is um, every every second episode of the week is going to be the Snowfall Companion app. Where you know what I'm saying, we basically get to it and get busy, and we talk about every episode that drops. So you guys can go watch the episode, come back, listen to what we got to talk about. You already know y'all can hit us up on the socials and tell us everything. But before we get into all that, let's go ahead and get into the coming soon. <sighs> coming soon to own on video and DVD. All right, man. So what we got next, bro? Man, man, man. We got we got a good one. Very, very underrated movie. I think that this movie don't really get the props that it deserves. Um, but we got, you know what I'm saying, the Jacob Lattimore led Slight movie, man. Um, I thought Slight was a really, really good underrated movie. And it's also a movie about magic. And like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, magic kind of get me sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Even though this is the <laughs> this is even though this is the behind the curtain type of shit where like they're showing you how some of these tricks even happen, I still think it's kind of cool to even figure out those tricks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To make yeah. that shit work. So yeah, I, I but there's still a plot story to go along with slight that I think is Absolutely. cool. So that's, that's what we got twist up for the people. Shit, for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. For sure. All right, man. So um Listen, you know what I'm saying? If you guys enjoyed the first two episodes, if you guys pointed out some stuff and was like, nah, this ain't it, you can always let us know. You can always hit us up and tell us about it, man, on the socials, on Twitter and Instagram, um, at ViewAnonPod. You can also hit us up on Facebook at VAPod Watch Group. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. Um, and then last but not least, if you guys want to follow me, you can hit me up on uh, Twitter at Bruce Bronson. I got a link to in my bio. You can find me everywhere up there. And y'all can catch me at s.foster8 on Instagram <clears throat> and on Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. That's just on Instagram. Uh, Drop the new episode, episode 116. Uh, well, me and my guy, Scoots Bronson, doing our little 50 year anniversary thing. Um, yep. When it comes to hip hop, um, we did record labels and crews. Um, you know what I'm saying? For the people who aren't really understanding what I mean, and like Rough Riders, Bad Boy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, G Unit. G Unit, uh, Rockefeller, Good Music, Young Money, that type of shit. So we, uh, we really got into that, had a really, really good conversation. So go check that out on all major platforms. That's all I got. Cool, man. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you all so much for the support. It's always greatly appreciated. We would love to hear from you guys. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Um, make sure you're following the podcast on all socials. Um, and listen, with that being said, man, until the next episode, like I said, Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut. Okay.